Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And welcome to Big Sunday. Jay Binkley, Chris and O'Sara with you on this, uh, well, it's sunny Sunday morning now. It's been a little bit overcast as of late. <laughs> Seeing some of these texts from to Dust Man, good stuff here, man. Good stuff. He addressed all your fantasy needs except one thing. He didn't address the top text. Someone inquired about candle wax. No wrong fantasy show. He's doing fantasy football, not the other stuff. Yeah, go with the candle wax over the whips because whips hurt. <laughs> well, that was the question, you know. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, those kind of questions, and then the whips and candle wax. So I, I digress. But it's fantasy football. Show not the other kind of fantasy. I know we get that twisted around a little bit, but uh, I'm sure he'd be happy on Twitter to take your questions about fantasy. But I mean, he's got a girlfriend now, so maybe he knows. I don't know. What do you think, Chris and Osara? I mean, somebody wanted this question. I mean, legitimate question or not? I mean, it's more for I, us. I, I, guess. I don't think we should have entertained that one. I honestly don't think we should have. We should have gave that well, the time of day. This show can give those that advice. I mean, we can. I, I would say neither. I'm I'm not into that stuff. Let's let's uh, regardless. Definitely. You, you, ain't, ain't nobody by the drip. No hot wax on me. I'm going to say <laughs> that right now. Anyway, I mean, this, this town will we'll get in the Giants and Chiefs talking some college football. We'll have a little bit of fun here on this Sunday morning in your calls and reaction as well. 913-576-7610. <clears throat> Jay Southland Toe Service text line 913-576-7610. Well, Chris, this has been uh I don't even know what to call this. It's been a very bizarre week yeah. for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I mean, yeah. Especially going, the end of the week, yeah. Well, you, I, going back to the Titans, I mean, that was a bizarre week. I mean, I didn't expect that. I expected a you know, different kind of output. And we've seen this with this team. Various. I mean, I felt good after the Eagles game. All right, things are coming together. Then they have the Buffalo game. And then they had the Washington game. And then you have the Tennessee game. It's like up and down with this team. They've been the topic of discussion. And I've had, you know, NFL Network, you know, on out there you know, getting ready for the show. And, of course, the Chiefs are a topic. And everybody wants to weigh in. What's wrong with them? Kurt Warner. I thought Kurt Warner's pretty level-headed on the whole deal. We got Michael Irvin out there. He brought up one thing, the fear factor. And the fear is gone. And we'll get into that in just a minute because I've been harping on that as well. But, you know, the one thing they didn't talk about, which a lot of things people in Kansas City, is the constant, you know, the Twitter reaction between the players and fans. Friday night, Chris, I... How active were you on Twitter? I was at a high school football game. I was doing all that. I mean, I checked Twitter. Then I realized 
Well, the honey badger had made people mad. <laughs> like he had gone out, and Hitchens and the honey badger had commented on what Instagram and the comments. You know, here's the things. The comments weren't good. I mean, you got to think about the honey badger, and I'll play his apology here in a second because he did apologize and walked back the comments. But I know a lot of people, you know, were mad about it. When when Honey Badger said, big facts, this might be one of the most toxic fan bases in all of sports, and that's in re- replying to Anthony Hitchens, you know, who's talking about everybody complaining, even though they've gone to three AFC title games, two Super Bowls, one Super Bowl win. There's a, there's a hint of truth in that one. There's a hint of that one. Not when he's talking about, and then he says, the, Hitchens says, these boys will never understand, talk big on the internet, but want picks and autographs in person. That part's true. That part's true. There will be people to criticize, but yet we'll stop people to get their autographs without a question. Me, my family, and kids that don't exist yet, all set for life. You all keep trolling, put your phones down, and go get some money. See, that that part probably you need to leave out. I mean, nothing, there's no probably about it. Just leave the whole money, and you got more money than everybody else. Because Actually, I think that was the best part of it. See, I, I like that. I agreed with the part about I like that. Most of the people who are tweeting to these guys are just mad because they're broke. Yeah, but there might be a lot of people with money tweeting about it, too. So oh, there probably are guys that are, that are that have money there and tweet, but there's a lot of them that are broke that are just mad because these guys are making a lot of money. Well, it could be doctors and lawyers. Whoever, yeah. we, we, we don't know. It's faceless. There's, 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 a whole, there's a whole lot of people that are working paycheck to paycheck that are mad, too. Probably a lot more that are working, to paycheck, to, working paycheck to paycheck that are mad. Unless there's some blue checks that are doctors and lawyers tweeting at him, too, then you know, okay, oh, there's definitely money. there's definitely some of those too. They got some money. But the bottom line is the one that really upset people, I think, is it not really Hitchens. Hitchens kind of got left out of this whole deal, but it was it was the honey badger. Because we know that the honey badger will tweet back at people. He, he's an emotional dude. I don't think there's any other question when you see Tyron Matthew in on the field. He's a passionate guy. He's a passionate guy. And sometimes on social media media, you have a tough time reining it in. The, the, this this comment here, and again, I consider this stuff drama. I don't consider this stuff on the football field, although it did make people mad. It did make Sports Illustrated. It did make everything else, and everybody's talking about it from the New York Post and everywhere else. The toxic fan bases, like, I know they're mad, but every fan base gets mad. I mean, it's not a Kansas City thing. Every fan base tweets at athletes because they're upset. Now, you got to be able to turn it off. I've had this discussion with the – players. Hey, Brett Phillips and I, the former Royal, we had a discussion of this one time because he got picked off a third or something. People were, you know, tearing him up on Twitter. I was like, well, how do you do that as a professional athlete? You make a mistake. Don't you just not do it? Just not look at Twitter that day? Like Jeremy Guthrie always had a Twitter too. What do you think people were tweeting? Well, I know what they were tweeting at him. Tweeted Jeremy Guthrie whenever you have a bad start, right? Like that can't be good for the psyche looking always at bad information. And I've said this week, Chris, that I think sometimes being told how good you are in blowing smoke up you is as dangerous as this kind of stuff. Like the belief. That's a good catch there. That's a good catch well, there to blowing smoke. Well, you, you, know, you, you know what I meant was going? No, Just, I know where you're going. That's a good catch there. But you've seen that smoke get blown yes. at, at athletes. Yes. You know, how yeah, good you are. This. You're the best. Yeah. And, you know, don't worry about it. We got your back. That kind of thing. But the whole toxic thing, like I understand why fans are mad about that. Because, I mean, you, I, I've seen it personally. You know, people that uh, – don't have a great job situation. You know, struggle to put food on the table, and and their job is is up and down, and and yet they'll go out and blow two hundred dollars on a jersey for some of these guys as their favorite player. That that's not toxic. Or the people that spend over ten thousand dollars a year, thousand, whatever you spend on season tickets, that's not toxic. That's believing in your football team. And you know, I've seen the banners flown around Arrowhead Stadium in two thousand twelve. That's because it's not those were bad fans. They had vitriol for the front office. 
But they were good fans that just wanted to see change. They were fans expressing themselves in that way other than that. But this stadium, Chris, I had season tickets to this stadium in the 80s. That was a toxic environment because nobody was there. Like everybody was naked. We're was calling there. him the chefs. Yeah, yeah, the chefs, those kind of things. And even that Snickers commercial. Remember they uh, misspelled the uh, chiefs in the end zone, the chefs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was a bad environment in the 90s. It changed yet. People didn't have that playoff success they won with Marty. Great teams in the 90s. Great teams. More wins than anybody in the AFC. But they still filled the stands. Like Chiefs fans are a loyal, loyal fan base. No matter where you go, people have their Chiefs get the lights. But that is not toxic. That is, this is a good fan base, a great fan base, uh, 100%. And I understand how that would rile some Chiefs fans up. I mean, when you see that, Chris, I mean, personally, I just kind of just kind of laughed it off like, man, you just got to put that phone down, Badger, man. Just put that phone down, man. Don't be, don't be doing this because you'll get people riled up. And definitely don't put Chiefs fans in a box saying the worst in all of sports. But he did talk yesterday, which glad he did. 100%. So Honey Badger did talk, and he was one of the guys yesterday. He felt bad about those comments, and the questions, you know, do exist. But first of all, here's him apologizing about the, that, that uh, saying that uh, the most toxic fan base in all sports are one of. Uh, well, obviously, um, you know, in regards to the uh, the, the, the comment that, that uh, sort of uh, went viral, well, not sort of, it did. Um, you know, obviously, that was a mistake on my part. Um, obviously, um, you know, uh, you know, I haven't had the season I've, I've wanted to have. I think as a team, you know, we could say the same. Um, you know, frustration tends to build up. Um, obviously, people that really know me, teammates, people that I deal with in the community, uh, even fans that, you know, I happen to come across in, in a gas station. I think all these people, um, I think they could see my me uh, being a genuine person. Um, obviously, um, you know, uh, I, should, I shouldn't have used those uh, choices of words. Um, I think I'm man enough to uh, admit that um, and, and really own that. Um, and so uh, just looking forward to, you know, obviously, you know, uh, playing better, uh, doing better. Um, and I think most importantly, not being a, a distraction, you know, to my team. So, you know, owned up to it, said he did the wrong thing, wasn't happy about it. Uh, Andy Reid even addressed, because uh, he talked yesterday, addressed uh, Tyron Matthews' comments. Yeah, so listen, I, these are emotional guys that love being chiefs and uh, they take a lot of pride. They take pride in each other. Um, they protect each other and they do that whole thing. Um, I do tell them that's a dangerous area though. And uh, we make that uh, very clear. You're really just talking to one guy, but now you're talking to the whole world. And, and so well, we got to do a better job with that um, in this case. So I, I think Tehran just told you that and, um, you know, that's, that's how we, uh, we address them uh, prior to uh, during training camp. We try to educate them on that. So <clears throat> that's a tough deal, though, Irby. That's, uh, as you know, in this day and age, that's, uh, uh, that I'm not real big on the whole thing, period. So hey, this is a three and four football team trying to find themselves. And they're addressing something like this on social media. You just can't do it. You got to resist the temptation. Don't hit send, as, as Herm Edwards once said. You just can't do it. And, and you're arguing with like Chiefs fan five four three two. I mean, that's who you're arguing with. It, and here's the thing: Twitter, it seems big, but it's really like a small population of people. Most of the people, they're not like this, or they'll keep it behind closed doors. Obviously, Chiefs fans are going to be upset, but you can't take the words of a few and paint everybody into the same box, Chris. You just, that's a very dangerous thing. 
when you see a comment here or there. That is not the comments of everybody else. you got to resist. As Andy Reid said, you got to not do this kind of stuff. It is dangerous. It is a small world. When you get into things, you just got to be careful. And Tyron's been the guy that, that searches his name and everything. Like, just stay away from it because everybody in this team has been criticized. It's how you handle it. Yeah, I, I and I, I do agree with you. Like, it's, it's definitely not something you should have said. We all know that. It's not good to paint with the broad brush, especially as it pertains to uh, fan behavior, because you, you can't judge an entire fan base by the most toxic people in that fan base. No. There are absolutely toxic Chiefs fans, just like every fandom. But I, I don't think it, it, it was not a good idea to, for him to paint a broad with a broad brush like that. No, I think every, all the fan bases are like this. They yeah, really are. I mean, everyone. it's not like, oh, the, the Seattle fan base is all nice. No, no, they're no, not. No, no, they no, crush no. their team. Not at all. Raiders but, fans crush their team. Everybody I, crushes their team. I will say this, though. A, there's a lot of people out there on social media, and we see it all the time uh-huh. here because they'll text in on the Jay Southland Toe Service text line, and they will say things that they would never say in person to us all the time. They will tweet things at us that they will never, ever say in person to us. Well, Anthony Hitchens says, there's a, your there's a lot of people out there with Twitter fingers, and it's just there's so many people that will say things, and they'll never, ever back it up in person. And because of the anonymity of the Internet, they, they feel like they can get away with that because in their personal lives, they're so powerless that they need to find a way to gain some power by tweeting at some athlete. And if the athlete or celebrity or whoever blocks them or tweets back at them, they feel like they matter when in actuality, they don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. And, and so for me, it's like, I feel like Tyron Matthew and a lot of these chiefs players can kind of learn. I mean, I, I know I've learned this in my time in the media that, you should really only care about the opinions of those who who matter. You know, like the average person, the average Joe Blow telling you about your job and they don't know anything about your job, you shouldn't care about that. You shouldn't care about the person that's tweeting. Like Anthony Hitchens, I understand, you know, he's been getting a lot of flack his entire time in Kansas City. He shouldn't care what Joe Blow, what Chief Fan 5304 has to say about his performance. Yeah, and the one stopping person, and getting his autograph from wherever yeah, they actually that like That person him. probably works at Walmart like or something. Like, who cares about who cares about yeah. that guy's opinion? You know? I, I, I'm just saying they got a, they got other things, other fish yeah. to fry. I mean, his like team's if, if, got, if, they're three and four. That's that's the main concern. When I saw that, I was like, nah, man, yeah. not again, man. It's, this is this it's is different nonsense. if like Willie McGinnis has something bad to say about Anthony Hitchens. You know, it's different if Teddy Bruski says something bad about Anthony Hitchens. There's some cachet there but the guy who works at target i don't care about that guy's opinions on the chiefs i just don't no, they and do tyron too. matthew and hitchin had to be the same way what's well, the nfl all players get this stuff they all do and you know what if twitter's around when michael jordan played he'd be getting it too oh yeah he'd be getting it too. everybody would be getting it oh yeah tom brady's got this a million times he just keeps going out and winning super bowls they call him a quitter because he retired twice oh yeah he'd he'd have gotten it on twitter oh, back in the gosh. 90s too oh yeah he'd Can have you gotten imagine it twitter yeah. on michael jordan that's what oh, people would have said have been about so it. bad it's and brutal. it was less pc than it is now so people would have said all kinds of terrible things about him yeah oh yeah no he would have gotten it real bad like i don't mind when they clap back at a guy that used to play professionally or something on espn yeah. said something that that so it's fair because he's on, you know, using his outlet for a player exactly. to criticize him. But I don't think sometimes when you when you delve down into yeah, I'm not just the people that don't want argue to with the FedEx you. driver, dude. Like that dude doesn't know what you're doing. Like don't argue with that guy. There's like, just other fish to fry. Exactly. I, just, I just look at this team three and four. It's like the last thing. It's the last thing I want to see. Exactly. It's like, yeah. just, I just don't want to see the players and the fans. I just 
You know, keep the thing going, man. Keep the ship yeah. going straight. Because that shows weakness and that shows fragile, like a fragile yeah, locker it shows room. Yeah, it shows that you care too much about well, what you're that concerned about. It. Let's face it. Ignorant the, people the, think. The defense yeah. is bad. I mean, that is that is mm-hmm. 100% fact. You know how you change yes. it? You win. You know how you change it? You go out and get sacks. Mm-hmm. You know how you change it? You go get turnovers yeah. or stop turning the ball over. That's how you change when you get criticism by actions, not by your words. It's not going to make anything better. It only makes things worse. But regardless, he did walk it back. He does comment, too. As far as does he want to stay in Kansas City or not? We'll get to that. Plus, the fear factor for the Kansas City Chiefs. I heard Michael Irvin say something just a few minutes ago on NFL Network. I found it interesting. Plus, I'll get to your calls next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Big Sunday, Jay Binkley, Chris Unocero. Top text here. Winning fixes everything from the 913. Yes, it does. Actions speak louder than words that we see. No question about that. Let's go to Rev and KC. What's up, Rev? Hey, good morning. How you doing, Bink? Good. How you doing, Rev? All right, man. It's always good to hear you, man. I believe you're the best on in the business in there. I'm just giving you your, your uh, shout out, man. Well, happy hey. Halloween, my man. Yes, sir. Hey, it is Halloween, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. I'm having fun uh, watching the uh, how the players are showing up to the different stadiums. A lot of them are wearing costumes, right? A lot of them are wearing yeah. costumes. There's actually some some creative ones out there because the walk-in's a big deal. You know how you dress when you walk in the stadium? Well, we had the costumes walking in the day. That's how I remember right. it's Halloween. That's it. That's it. Hey, man, I just wanted to weigh in a little bit just on that uh, – you know when when you when you uh, when you're winning, uh, it's a different story. But when it's, when you're losing, yep, it affects everybody. And you're gonna hear something. And yep, what I've noticed is uh, uh, you guys are in a great business. Uh, you got a voice, and it seems like the whole world is uh, turned into one big gossip column. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you hear. Uh, the negative, you, 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 negative spreads when you're positive, positive spreads. And then the chief situation, you know, we never, I don't think, always got our, you know, our, uh, they, they, we, we never have, they never really gave us props. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know, I'm old school from, from the old stadium. And uh, we finally got on top. And when we got on top, everybody wants us back on the bottom. So, Chiefs fans, uh, hang in there. Chill out. Hey, look, you can't win all the time. That's right, Rev. And happy Halloween to you. And that's true, Chris. I mean, athletes, whenever they tweet something good, like, you know, positive, like, like a lot of them, that even Tyron, you know, knows the grindstone, those kind of those, That didn't make news. <laughs> you call somebody toxic or whatever. I understand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The negative is always going to be the bigger good news stuff than the positive. does not sell. Yeah. Like, you went to a restaurant. It's a good restaurant. That isn't play out but you say it sucks or whatever that's what people are talking about yeah yeah no I, I and that's the reason why this is a big story you know he does a lot of great things in the community and it doesn't get as much run as if he says the fan base is toxic no, you're gonna, you're the negative is going to be is going to be a lot more amplified again, than the positive win does fix everything like when you're winning you don't have these issues or probably you would if you said this and your team's winning people are like why why'd you say that yeah <laughs> i mean regardless of winning, what happens it. it would be an issue you know, with what he said but, but you got people wouldn't be as people wouldn't be as disrespectful to him on social media and hitch if the team was winning. But you got to dip at the bud, man. You can't let this snowball. Like that's the one thing you got to take care of at first. Hey, things aren't going down. Let's, let's let's not make it worse. Let's not make it worse by what we say or what we do. You know, let's worry about the football on the field, and then let's just put Twitter down. Matter of fact, uh, Honey Badger was asked, uh, "Do you plan to change how you interact on social media, or just not do it at all?" And again, props to the guy for talking yesterday. Yeah, I think the, you know, the intentions is to always grow. I think every day I wake up, I try to find ways to grow as a father, as a as a football player, as a person. Uh, obviously, that that's that's one of the things I would like to, to you know to grow in. Um, you know, listen, I give football everything I got. I'm like all in with this thing, and you know, obviously, um, you know, we don't prepare or, or we don't you know we don't want to lose or you know, um, but obviously, I think you know got to do a better job of dealing with you know, the negativity, um, but, you know, uh, th- I mean, this game just means a lot to me. My teammates mean a lot to me. Um, and so from time to time, you know, certain things, certain comments can get under my skin, um, not just with me personally, but with my teammates as well. And um, I always feel like I have to come to the, def- to the defense of, you know, somebody, whether it's me or, or my teammates. And But uh, I do think it's a time and place for everything. And so uh, but obviously that, that's one of the areas you know, I can see myself, uh, you know, growing in, you know, as I as I get older, you know, in this league. So we acknowledge that wanted to give him his, his fair play for going out and apologizing because we've all seen the comments. This is Honey Badger addressing those situations. And, yeah, I, I get it, man. There's a lot of people, if someone says something bad about your family or friends or something, you've probably hopped in and jumped into something. Maybe you shouldn't have. A lot of people have said things or texted things, Chris. They probably didn't mean, like, look back at their phone go, did I really say that? Did I really say that? Know, some of those people think they Brody on text, and then you start texting them back, and they're like, oh, I, don't, I didn't mean all that. But I think we've all got that point said. But, you know, you're in the spotlight. He's in the spotlight. It's different than me and you texting a friend or family or something like that. It's not going to make Sports Illustrated front page. You know I mean? We're just not going to do that when we say things or have things go viral and run. Like he even said, he goes, I think no, it did go viral. That's what he said. No, it did go viral. Oh yeah, it, it definitely, it, it definitely went viral. Yeah, it was but, a big story. but again, but again, you know, again, this team's three and four. Win some games, and then you don't have the people. Or just how about this? Just stop reacting 
to negative comments because there's yes. a million of them. You, yes. you, you would wear yourself out relying replying. Yeah, to and stop and stop searching comment. your name on Twitter, man. Yeah. Like I'm gonna tell you this right now: stop searching your name on Twitter because if you got to do that, then you, you you're doing way too much. You care way too much about what nobody thinks of you. And I'll put it this way: I mean, you just you just hear it. You see it on ESPN and NFL now, where people are coming after him. I mean, even the the top dogs. I mean, they're seeing the negativity. Yeah, they see it. The best thing is just don't look. Because again, I was curious about that, so I asked some of these Royals. It's like. If you had a bad game, do you even like think about you on the Twitter? Like I know your notifications. <laughs> don't do you, do you oh, even no. think about it. <laughs> if I if I put anything on Twitter and it gets negative traction on there, yeah, I, I turn the, I turn the notifications off for that tweet. <laughs> you just gotta, you just <laughs> I turn the notifications off on the tweet. I'm not I'm not about to deal with this. <laughs> Talking college football here in just a second, real quick. Dan and KCK, what's up, Dan? Uh, good morning, uh, Bink and uh, Chris. First, uh, happy Halloween to you guys. I think Chiefs will dominate tomorrow night. I watched that Packers Cardinals game. I was pulling for the Cardinals. I couldn't believe what AJ Green was thinking. Bink, 15 seconds left, no timeouts. He's not even looking at the ball. The back shoulder fade. He, he was yeah. looking for it. Yeah. So, do you think the Braves will pull it off tonight? Do you think the Braves will end it in five, or do you think he's going back to Houston? Uh, you know what, Dan? I, I don't know. I guess. I mean, I, I the whole to, world is rooting for the, I Braves. the Braves to win. I thought the Braves would end up winning uh, this series again. The eighty-eight wins for this team. They lose Acuna uh, back on July tenth. So again, I've had no dog in the fight, but they, the Braves give me a reason to go for somebody. I'm not sure as hell not going for the Astros. The whole world is rooting for the Braves tonight. Everybody is rooting for the Braves just simply so that the Astros don't win another one and we can keep making fun of them for being cheaters. And, man, they do, too, because they want to prove that, hey, we did it the right oh, way. Oh, yeah, they care. Oh, they, they are going to try it. Like, seriously, they are going to be so down if they lose because people are going to make fun of them all next year for losing in the World Series. And the cheater narrative is going to continue. No question about it. Coming up next, though, pick six previews. Talk a little college football because it was hot and heavy. And, of course, the Chiefs don't play today, even though we'll get into the NFL state. Brett Ciencia from uh, Pick Six Previews to talk college football with us next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. And welcome back to Bink Sunday, Jay Binkley, Chris Uno, Sarah with you. I love Dan still talking about that Thursday, uh, Thursday night football, the back shoulder fade that wasn't there, man. That was a, it was a wild uh, game. That was a hilarious play. No, it was, it was, that was was hilarious. That was like the, that's like one of the most embarrassing ways to lose a game. (laughs) And you really hate it. And it's the Packers. They're off this weekend because the chiefs, their next matchup. But joining us now from pick six previews, Brett C on one of the uh, most accurate uh, preview magazines in the business. I love Pick 6 Previews. What's up, Brett? Hey, Jay. Thanks for having me on. Hey, good stuff from you. Uh, man, the college football just never ceases to amaze. The matchup's better this weekend than they were in the past. And the one thing I'm looking at, Brett, is, all right, Cincinnati's still winning. Oklahoma's still winning. You know, hell, Oregon looked good yesterday as well. I don't think they're going to be the playoff conversation. Bama had the bye week. Georgia continues to roll. Do we know who's going to be in the playoffs and who isn't? Because I'm rooting for chaos, and I think that's what we're going to have. Well, yeah, so far through the first two months of the season, it's been the most chaotic season uh, in history, I believe. If you look off the AP poll, the amount of underdogs and unranked teams that have beaten the ranked teams, it's uh, on pace for a record. So it has had some chaos. You have some new faces in the mix here with Michigan State. 
Um, you know, they were, I guess, in the playoff in 2016, but uh, coming up from being picked last in the Big Ten, uh, Cincinnati's a new face, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, it's been all over the place. I think the only certainty heading into Tuesday night with the first committee release is that George is number one. Uh, from there, it's like throwing darts at a dartboard with, with a blindfold on. I mean, he can go anywhere from two through seven. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how the committee comes out with the first look. You know, it's going to be interesting because it does come out this week as far as the uh, first round of the college football playoff committee. Like, I like what Mill Tucker's doing at Michigan State. And as you mentioned, they were picked last in the Big Ten East from the media poll. And they go out and have a resounding win over Michigan, who was undefeated as well. But I look at their schedule, uh, Brett, and they still got Penn State. I get it. Penn State lost another one again to Ohio State. Still a good football team. And you have Ohio State still on the schedule. You know, things are going to shake out. That's why I see Michigan State. Yeah, they deserve to be in the competition. But you've got to finish out the season. I truly believe the Big Ten champion will have a statement because of all the good teams in the Big Ten. So Ohio State, Michigan State, regardless – Everybody's got to play each other, which is a good thing. Yeah, for sure. And just the way that the Big Ten schedule laid out this year, it, you know, the, the big four teams there, Ohio State, Penn State, and the Michigan team, they didn't play each other the first eight weeks. It's kind of now a round robin here in November, and I guess yesterday too, but a uh, big round robin about to unfold. We're going to learn a lot about these teams. Um, yeah, but Michigan State, at, at, to this point, they're undefeated. They have that top ten ranked winner in Michigan. So I think when the poll comes out Tuesday night, you have to call what they've done so far. Now, forecasting forward, will they beat Ohio State? Um, I'd probably pick the Buckeyes right now if they kicked it off tomorrow. But uh, to this point, you got to give undefeated some credit. So, um, yeah, I'm very impressed by them. And I know it's not much, but the Spartan fans out there, I mean, I had them fifth in the Big Ten East, better than the average of seventh. So, you know, a little bit there. But, no, nobody saw this coming, this uh, top five undefeated season so far. So huge credit to Mel Tucker, what he did, he pieced together a roster through the transfer portal like no other. Uh, 41 transfers in. So it's kind of the Frankenstein roster, and it's really clicking here. And the one thing about it, too, is Kansas, they always, they always rise up and have that game like they did against Oklahoma last week. Oklahoma goes out and pays Texas Tech without their head coach. They fired Wells uh, the previous week when Kansas State beat them. But, you know, we're talking with Oklahoma. They're that undefeated team. Like, they didn't have that slip-up and then become better. They probably have, well, no, it is the best true freshman quarterback in the country, Caleb Williams, who had a fantastic game yesterday. So they're undefeated, and Georgia's undefeated. And Alabama, you know, if they have a chance at Georgia in the SEC title game. I'm looking at this, and, yeah, Wake Forest is undefeated in the ACC. I, again, you know, Clemson's not as good this year. So, you know, that's the ACT, ACC team. You say you put them in here. I just look at this. And I don't know how things are going to shake out because we all know teams do get upset going forward. Like Cincinnati, they sit there undefeated. Future Big 12 team Cincinnati. But on the 20th, they have to play SMU that took a bad loss yesterday, a hard loss at the end of the game, but they're going to be playing on house money. SMU could upset Cincinnati, and maybe that would be the way that Cincinnati's out of the top four. But I don't know, Brett, when you look at Cincinnati, a team that's not in that power five, you know, they've made their statement. They were number two in the AP poll last week. But, again, we look at some of these teams and say, you know, isn't Michigan State better than Cincinnati? You know, is Alabama better than Cincinnati? Cincinnati could be a problem, I feel, for this playoff committee. Yeah, it's the latest headache that they have to deal with, a non-AQ team that's going undefeated. Um, But it's really comparing apples to oranges when you look at the schedule. It's it's like a fully different pool of teams they're playing. When you look at a Power 5 team, I mean, you're talking about nine Power 5 teams, probably another out-of-conference game, a lot more ranked opponents. Cincinnati, yes, they you know they beat Notre Dame and South Bend. It's huge credit there. Uh, but from there, it's a very soft schedule. Um, 
you know, I put this out there where uh, Alabama was tied. No, I'm sorry, uh, Cincinnati was tied with uh, Tulane yesterday at halftime. If that was Alabama, I think all the pundits nationally would be all over them. They'd be killing them. Um, but instead, it's just another week for Cincinnati, and it's a conference game. So, um, but yeah, so I, you know, don't be surprised if Tuesday night if Cincinnati's buried down at ninth or eighth in the, in the committee poll. Um, this happens every year where there's a huge discrepancy between the AP and the first playoff committee yep. poll. Uh, they don't look at the AP. They don't care about that. They're looking at their own metrics, their own discussions, their own evaluations. So even though they're two in the AP, that doesn't hold any water Tuesday night. So I think a lot of those undefeateds are going to pass them. Even the one lost pack of Alabama, Ohio State, Oregon, they're all going to pass Cincinnati Tuesday night. So they'll be checking in around 7th, 8th, or ninth. even. And of course, the, the, you know, Cincinnati still has a championship game, but they got that, as I said, it's SMU and Tanner Mordecai. And again, SMU, I thought would play a little more pressure towards the end of the year, but they took that loss uh, yesterday. That's a team that I, I see could beat the Cincinnati if they're not uh, 100% there, even though we love the run that they're on. Bearcats looking great, but a team like SMU could stand in the way. Yeah, for sure. And we saw SMU against the Power 5 team, TCU, and they were scoring at will against Gary Patterson's defense. I know it's a a down year for TCU, but that that still impressed me. So yeah, they can they can win a shootout SMU, and um, if they have to go through them twice in the AAC, uh, they might split there. So I don't think Cincinnati wins out. I think they're going to get tagged with a loss here. Um, you know they've been close the last two weeks with one win teams. Uh, Navy had them an onside kick away, and they were one and six entering that game. And then of course yesterday Tulane was a one win team and uh, had them fourteen twelve at half and competitive. So. Uh, these are not statement wins. These are not impressive resume builders for Cincinnati. And um, to really break through as the power, the non-power five team, you got to obviously go undefeated. You got to blow teams out, and they don't want to explicitly say it that margin of victory factors in. But how can it not? I mean, we're all watching these games. You see these scores. You see these dominant performances. Margin of victory definitely plays a big role. So to be, you know, screeching by Navy by a score, it's, it's not a good look. So. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to be buried in the poll. And, um, you know, a lot of deserving teams out there that have gone through a tougher gauntlet. Like I said, the one loss pack of Alabama, Ohio State, and Oregon right now, I think all of them are above Cincinnati. And you got to even look at Wake Forest. As funny as it sounds here, we're, we're in November now, basically. <laughs> that an undefeated Wake Forest, I think, would make the playoff just on the, on the basis of being a Power 5 champ, 13-0. and I don't think the committee would ever deny that. So uh, a lot of wild cards. You want a chaos, Jay? You're going to like chaos. Well, I tell you this much too, Brad. We're talking to Brett C and C from uh, Pick Six Previews, and you know they still got North Carolina, NC State, Clemson, BC. Again, teams that could beat them any given Saturday in the championship game as well in the ACC. So we'll see what happens on Wake Forest. The only reason I'm rooting for chaos, Brett, is I, I love college football. I just, I just want them to get to expand the playoffs. Like I want them to go through with that getting the twelve because. This year, I think all years could be one of those years where you look and say, do we have the top four because we can make a case for six? Like, we're always hoping for that, but things just always find a way to shake themselves out. Like, I'm really, I don't know how you feel, Brett, but I'm really for the expansion in the playoffs. Yeah, well, I guess we, we disagree on the size of the playoff bracket because okay. I do think what you just said, I think by the time December rolls around and you play your conference title game, uh, kind of the, the smoke and the dust settles down and you kind of find those four teams and um, usually number five doesn't have that much of a strong case. Uh, I'd much rather see number five excluded than see some three lost teams get in. So, um, But no, but, but to your point, I agree. It'd be nice to get some new faces. I think we can agree on that. Uh, the, the sport has become a little bit stale at the top with the, the dynasties of Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, uh, each winning like five or six in a row conference titles. So 
yeah, some fresh blood at the top will be exciting, and it looks like we might get that in some leagues. Yeah, we might, or then again, it could end up being Oklahoma, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. We're back to basically <laughs> what you have every single year. Well, how many playoff teams would you put in? I like four. I really do. Oh, I you like that, to stay uh, at four? Yeah, I think the season plays out effectively. A lot of these, you know, of course right now in, in Halloween or November area, you have a lot of undefeated teams. And right now, if you had to settle it tomorrow, I think an expanded playoff would be great. But uh, we still have a whole month of ball, and you have conference championships. And if we, we, if we talk again December 7th, I think we'd have a solid four teams. And number five will probably have two losses. And at that point, uh, what are we doing here? If you have multi-loss teams that are making into the tournament bracket. So um, I think in most years, if not every year, we've covered the four. And it makes uh, November, October really special. So I know that's a really heated topic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I'm probably in the minority opinion there, but... Uh, I say keep it as it is and let this thing play out because we have an excellent month of football coming up. No, we really do. And two undefeateds get beat yesterday at SMU, San Diego State, ranked teams that were undefeated. Now, they weren't going to make the playoffs, obviously. But, you know, Cincinnati's now put themselves in position to do that. Another reason why they want to join a conference like the Big 12, but they could see Oklahoma on the outside looking in. But, again, a lot of, lot of seasons still left. Brett, one of the things that's always fun to me is the Heisman. I like it. I like following it. It's a lot of fun. Spencer Radley, you know, comes in, you know, before the season, they, the high odds to win the Heisman. He's been benched uh, for Caleb Williams, still on an undefeated team. So that that whole dynamic was as interesting almost as Jalen Hurts getting replaced by two of the national title game as far as storylines. But then you have a Kenneth Walker at Michigan State. Has a huge game yesterday, five touchdowns against Michigan. And the reason I like Kenneth Walker is because that team, as we said, was predicted seventh in the Big Ten East, and yet they're undefeated. A big part, I think, because of him. Then you got C.J. Stroud making a run at Ohio State. Bryce Young had the, had the bye week, kind of that, that guy leader in the clubhouse. Matt Corral took another loss yesterday for Ole Miss. Where's the top three in the Heisman, in your opinion? Yeah, well, I launched Pick 6 Previews back in 2012 with Preview Magazine, and uh, last year, uh, sorry, 2019, I was awarded with the Heisman Trophy ballot. So the ultimate credential there, the ultimate honor, yes. I take it very seriously. Um, and, you know, this year is more wide open than I remember, so that's exciting. 
Uh, yeah, you mentioned in August, you come into a season, you always have a, a handful of candidates you think will end up there in New York City. And this year, it's wide open. I mean, uh, DJU was coming in, and Rattler, and yep. Sam Howell. Uh, those three guys are far out of the discussion now. So as it stands right now, well, Kenneth Walker just did yesterday, uh, going five touchdowns in the Paul Bunyan game against Michigan, explosive runs. But really, he's been doing it all year. He's a nation's yep. leader in yards, uh, in yards per game, 150 on average. Um, and the thing I like about Walker, when you look at his numbers, is he's not just a, a quantity guy. He's not just you know a 30 carries a game workhorse. When you look at his average yards per carry, it's the highest out of the top 10 runners right now. So uh, it's quality, not just quantity. So, yeah, I have Kenneth Walker up there at the top. Quarterbacks-wise, you hit on two of them, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Uh, what I like about them both is they're, you know they're going to be in huge games down the stretch that will end up determining the playoff. So they have the, the biggest stages, um, along with gaudy numbers, something like 26 touchdowns, three picks for Young, 22-2, uh, and two, I think, for Stroud, something like that. Uh, a real dark horse wild card, as we're talking about chaos, is Sam Hartman from Wake Forest, uh, riding an undefeated team. And the reason they're undefeated is really their offense under Dave Clawson, genius uh, concepts and design. Uh, I think it's five straight years now, 30-plus per game, and Hartman's a huge part of it. So uh, look at him with basically perfect numbers to, to kind of continue into the discussion. Yeah, of course, there's Trevion Henderson. I'll probably get his run next year, the running back from Ohio State. Yeah, I look at these guys. I, I talked to a guy here who's got the Heisman vote, and we talk about it you know, going forward. Kenneth Walker, to me, he stands out. And I know Bryce Young does and stuff like that just because of where the team was was at and what people thought of the team and where the team is now. You know, in the big parts because of him. Oh, absolutely. We're talking about a transfer in from Wake Forest last year. Uh, and really to put in perspective how poor Michigan State's rushing attack was last year, the entire season, zero rushing touchdowns by their running backs. I mean, what, what kind of stat is that? It's like it's, I had to double-check it three times. Uh, so they didn't have a rushing touchdown by a running back last year. Kenneth Walker comes up from Wake Forest. He has four in the opener yeah. alone uh, against Northwestern. Uh, has 14 on the season, touchdowns, that is. And, and obviously the exclamation point in the national spotlight yesterday is five TDs. So, Third uh, the nation. Constant. It's not just one performance. Brett, always good talking to you. Pick six previews is the place to go. And I know that, I don't know. I know every year you guys are right up there as far as the most accurate. Uh, I love, I love your, I love what you guys do at pick six previews on Twitter. The same thing this year, Brett, did you guys get the award again this year? Oh yeah. Thanks Jay. Hopefully. I mean, fingers crossed. We're trying to make it a great year right now. Since we launched in 2012, we're number one. I know. Trying to hold that and make it a 10th year. So, Appreciate that. It comes out in August every year. It's old digital copy only. It's digital uh, download there. So, yeah, thanks for having me, Jay. Appreciate yeah. the follow on Twitter. Great stuff by you, and uh, keep up the great work. Yeah, you do outstanding work there at Pick 6 Previews. It's always a must-stop uh, for me when I look at the preseason college football stuff. Is you guys, as again, you guys have been the most accurate. Thanks a lot, Brett. Thanks, Jay. There you go, Brett CNC uh, right there. We'll discuss that coming up next, and we'll look at the local angle as well as what some of these teams are doing. Like Kansas, it didn't parlay that good win against, or not good win, moral victory against Oklahoma <laughs> the week before. It felt like a win for Kansas. <laughs> no, it did. It did. We'll get into that stuff. We'll talk uh, local next before we switch it over to the Chiefs at 11. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. 
Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Kyle Brandt joins Cody and Gold Mondays at 1230, 610 Sports Radio. Hey, welcome back to Big Sunday. Jay Binkley, Chris Sinocero. Fun slate of NFL games today, actually. This is one of the things, Chiefs fans. Red zone, man. You don't have the Chiefs playing today. You can sit back and enjoy the other games. Sit in the clubhouse. Yeah, this is great. I, I love the fact that the Chiefs have been good the last few years because it means that there's a lot of primetime games or at least like late afternoon at the very least. So we get the, we get the noon slate for Red Zone, which is the best thing on television. Period. Kramer and I'll be with you to about 3 in the morning uh, tomorrow night. So uh, looking forward to that. I love the calls at 1, 2 in the morning. I Great. Because different, you know, Chiefs fans work different times, right? You get the- Oh, the one, the, 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 the ones really late at night, really early in the morning. Those are the best calls. Well, there's a lot of late night callers to sports yes. radio shows from yeah. Kansas City. Those are the best ones. Because they're still up. By the way, Chris, so, so Brett CNC comes on for pick six previews. It, it's right. It's wild. The Heisman Trophy. I mean, it's one of those things. Yeah, you don't have anybody locally in this deal. And I asked this question last week, and I know you like college football like I do. And I asked this last week. Not, not take these games from this weekend out of it. But the week before, when Kansas had the moral victory against Oklahoma, remember they started letting people free in free at the second half? Yeah. Then they get bombed yesterday by Oklahoma State. Okay, so that game, t- t- Kansas State winning by one down at Texas Tech, getting their coach fired, and then Missouri signing Luther Burden. I said that Missouri actually had the better week because they got the number one receiver. Then a moral victory because I thought it was an interesting question, and Kansas State coming back 24-10. to 10. Again, I'll get into what they did yesterday. But in your opinion, who had the better week? Last week, oh, it was Mizzou. It's definitely okay. Mizzou. Is I mean, you you got the number one receiver in the in the in the twenty two class, five star. I mean, we'll see what he does. We'll see if Drinkwitz even gets a chance to do it. Because <laughs> man, there were times during that game against Vandy yesterday. Where I was like, man, yeah, Vandy had a chance. Not only that, Vandy ran for two hundred and fifty eight yards. Yeah, again, this is the big problem for Missouri. They're dead last. Yeah, they give up eight more yards rushing per game. Than any school in the country, out of 130 teams, they're ranked 130th. Oh, by the way, Missouri has Georgia this coming weekend. Yeah, and then they got, I think, Florida after that. Like, you, look, if luckily for for Mizzou, they're not the worst team in the SEC, but they look like the second worst team in the SEC. And you can't lose to the Kansas of the SEC, Vanderbilt. No, you could not. And that, like, the fact that they struggled against that team was not a good look. And they finally pulled away. Tyler Beatty, 254 yards rushing. So, yeah. You know, really, Tyler Beatty, he's had three 200 yard games. He's really, he's, Beatty's really good. Yeah, yeah. Beatty's two, really 254 good. yesterday. Kansas and Kansas uh, State play this coming weekend. So you have the Sunflower showdown there. Kansas State with the big, well, a. 31-13 victory over TCU. Yeah. Kansas, as I mentioned, gets bombed at Oklahoma State, so they did not carry any of the momentum. Again, I think momentum is just something we talk about. It doesn't exist. Like, uh, Chiefs, second half against Washington, did not parlay itself over Kansas. But again, as I've always said this, Kansas will do this once a year. They usually That win or that almost win, and then they go back, well, to be in Kansas. Yeah, didn't they like have a game like against Texas? What was like last year or a couple years ago? They got where Charlie they, Strong fired at Texas. Yeah, the, where they they made it close. <laughs> like, yeah, no, there's the, Kansas always has that one game where we think they're going to pull off a major upset, and then they start playing like Kansas again, and they lose. So, well, KU game would give Kansas State bowl eligibility. I mean, that's kind of what they were fighting for at this season as, as they sit five and three. I do expect them to go ahead and get that this weekend. Oh they, yeah. yeah, they still got West Virginia, but then they have. Baylor and Texas. How about Texas, by the way? Speaking of Texas, you know, they got Steve Sarkeesian there and now as head coach. 
They've blown a significant second-half lead to Oklahoma. They've blown another second-half lead to Oklahoma State. I'm talking sizable two-score type lead. And then they blew a, a lead to Baylor. Like, they run out of gas in the second half. That's a real problem. Oh, yeah. And it, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a major showing of coach. Because that's coaching to me. That's coaching. It's not like players as coaching. When your team can't finish, when your, key, your team can't go out there and secure wins that they look like they got in the bag, that's coaching. And I don't think Sark's going to get a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of run here if he keeps doing that. Next year, if they keep doing that, all of a sudden people are going to be like, "Oh, is this is this guy worth? Is he is he worth the trouble?" And then if he lasts next year, then all of a sudden uh, in twenty three, that's going to be the year where he, he's got he's got a crap or get off the pot. They blew a forty one to twenty three third quarter yes. bottom of the third quarter lead against Oklahoma. Yes. They blow that game against Baylor. Yeah, you can't do that. No, you 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 can't do. And not only that, but like Texas fans are really pretentious, and because of that, you definitely can't be blowing leads because they believe that they should be the one of the top tier programs in the nation. I can tell you this because I'm a pretentious Florida fan. You can't burn out gas. You you believe that you should be the best, and when you show that you can blow out teams or at least win comfortably over teams, and then you lose that big lead and lose those games, that's something that the fan base is not going to be incredibly uh, patient about. So he's got to he's got to start. They got to start finishing games. Otherwise, you know, come this time next year, people are going to be like, uh, is is sorry the right guy for us they, they blew a 21 to 10 lead to Baylor in the second half I mean yeah again that was their lead 21 to 10 yeah in the second half again they keep doing this by the way Heisman Trophy I, I still have Bryce Young quarterback at Alabama at yeah. the top and I understand a lot of people get tired of talking about an Alabama quarterback at the top of the Heisman I will say this and it depends on how he finishes but it's been one of my favorite guys since the first week of college football Kenneth Walker uh, they do beat an undefeated Michigan team yesterday. Michigan State still stays undefeated. He's made the difference for that team of Mel Tucker. And to me, he had less expectations of any of these guys to start the season. There he sits, second in the nation in rushing yards. But again, he, Sean Tucker leads at Syracuse, but you're not giving him the Heisman. No. But Kenneth Walker's the reason why they're undefeated. This team was picked last in the Big Ten East. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and not – He's been the big reason why Michigan State is is in the position that they're in. Big win over Michigan yesterday. <laughs> I, I saw Jamel Hill. She was talking a lot of crap on Twitter uh, uh, towards the end of that game. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think I think Bryce Young's your your guy right now. And certainly, when you are the the quarterback who's playing really well at what a lot of people still think is one of the best four teams in the nation, you're going to get that run. But yeah, I, I think Kenneth might. Yeah. If if Michigan State continues to rise up the ranks and continues to get big wins, I, I think that he might overtake them. This is this is honestly, I mean, I know Brett from Pick Six previews wants four teams. Like I'm rooting for chaos because I want there to be an argument for the top six. Yeah, like me a too. real argument. Me too. Where Oklahoma's like left out at number five, Big Twelve champion, right? And then you got yeah. a team like Cincinnati that from American Athletic Conference yeah. that. Again, their big stumbling block is well the title game that they have, and then also SMU that's coming up. I mean, things do shake out. But again, Chris, we could be looking at Oklahoma, Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. Same group minus Clemson that you have every year. Yeah, and, you know, that would be exciting. That would be exciting for, like, the fans of that school. Expand it, man. Expand it. But it, it, 
it's going to create if you have you know Georgia, Alabama, uh, you know, who, Big Ten winner, Ohio State, whatever. Would play each other in the title. game. Yeah. Like if you have that again, if you have a Georgia, Alabama again, somehow uh, in the in the title game for the second time since they've done the college football playoff. It would. There would be so much chaos this offseason and so many people calling for expansion, even more so than there already are. And I know they're debating right now between 8 and 12. I think they're going to play it safe and go 8, but I think 12 is your right number, if not 16. 12 is the right number. Now they have to decide, play these games on campus or a neutral exactly. site, like in the Bulgs. Because exactly. Here, yeah. Georgia, here, if Alabama beats Georgia and it's close, both of them get in. Yeah. But if Georgia wins, Alabama's got the two losses. They're the team that gets... Yeah, they get they're they're not in yeah they're not in the discussion anymore. But yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I think that there's a really good chance that we could see both of them in now, and I think there's a good chance that we can see both those teams play each other in the title game. And I think that would be the the most chaos that we've seen uh, ever since LSU Alabama played in the in the uh, BCS national championship game. Turn the page over to the Kansas City Chiefs with the Giants tomorrow, plus all the good games that we have today. But uh, Michael Irvin said something on the NFL Network that I actually agreed with. We'll discuss that next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.